So first off, my first problem with Lizzie McGuire is that I, I think I confused it with Hannah Montana. Because I'm watching the first episode and I'm like, <laughs> when does she turn into Lizzie McGuire? And it, it, she... <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, God, yes. Welcome back to Is It Still Good? This is the show where we take our rose-colored glasses. We remove them. We remove pounds of hair from our face as well enough to make a full merkin for ourselves. And it is with that pubic patch and without the glasses that we are forced to look upon the culture of our youth and God damn it, ask ourselves, is it still good? We're two grown up film students. We hate growing up. I'm Bear Kennedy. I'm back in my home of beautiful Chicago in the springtime and joining me as always. Andrew Carter in beautiful Los Angeles in the springtime. Um, for anybody watching, Bear did shave his beard. Um, it's, I think, it, look, I love it when you have the beard. I, I, lo I love it now. I just want to get up all in there. Uh, I look how a, are lot, you feeling? a lot younger. I look a, like distractingly younger. You do look a lot younger. That which is, is true. You, which you is look about 10 point. years younger. Uh, that's, that's what everyone keeps saying. And I look old to begin with. So they're like, oh, you went from about... 45 to 35 and i'm 32 so i'm still trending above chronology um, well, looks good thank you thank you looks good much. yeah good? and i i think you should uh i think you should embrace the fact that people say you look 10 years younger um i think uh it's a i understand why you did it too because the spring it's gonna get hotter got hotter um it's gotta be it's gonna be tough to have that beard in the summer it, it is noticeably bad um but the worst part is like when i shave it i have like four inches of it so i keep grabbing for my beard like here like well below my chin and it's it's not there and that's that's gotta it's probably it's very similar to if you you know have a limb amputated and you feel like your fingers move it's the same thing but with a beard yeah. it's a phantom beard oh boy well it's glad it's good to see your actual face for the first time and i don't know how long yeah um, seven months seven months wow jesus christ man um, we are here today to discuss Lizzie McGuire, which turned 20 this year. Um, it premiered in January of <laughs> 2001. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, right. The show is older than we were when we started watching it. Um, meaning like when we were watching it, we were 12 and now it's 20 it's a that's a stupid i'm an idiot Doesn't it, yeah i mean it was close i mean you're not wrong it's just i'm not it, wrong it just is like dumb it's just who cares but uh it premiered in january of 2001 bear what was your what's your first memory uh with good old lizzie i remember it being on a lot and like kids i babysat liked it a lot and my sister fucking loved it but this was not a show that i was super keyed into at the time this is one this is another thing that it, like a lot of things unfortunately just a lot of stuff we've addressed on the show and i think it's specific to stuff that came out kind of after the year 2000 this is a, yet another thing i was just a little too old for so i remember it being out but it was like a, a, a show for children hmm. and then the more i thought about it the more i thought like okay at that age came out in 2001 so i was like 12 13 that was you know wheelhouse had just seen like saving silverman thought that was the greatest thing ever committed to celluloid um you know at that age for me i i wanted to see shit that was geared towards older audiences and i wow, think okay. even though i was in the same grade i think as the character lizzie like this show is essentially about my peers at the time 
Right. Uh, I think I was more attracted to stuff that was a couple years older than me. Like I always had that as a kid growing up. I, I always wanted stuff that was a little outside of my age group. I think so that is like a this, thing when you're I think that it's a age. Thing too. Yeah, I, I think it is. And, and something like this that really should have been for me just felt young, even though it, it functionally isn't. That's such an interesting point because I I agree that you know that is a thing for that age where it's like you just wh- whatever age you are you want something that's you know a little bit beyond your years especially when you're yeah. young maybe not so much right now but you know when you're young it's like you want to be cool and you want to be you know more advanced for your age so you want to like yes. watch R-rated movies when you're 12 oh, yeah. and you know what's but what's so f- interesting about that is like the flip side of it is kind of, I think, what you can say about the creators of this show. I mean, they are, you know, I don't know how old they were when they created it. Odds are they're in their 30s, 40s, whatever. And, like, that was the most bizarre thing to me rewatching it was that this is a show for 12-year-olds. And it, it feels like it was made by 12-year-olds, it, but, these, yeah. you know, they're grown adults. And, like, I'm talking about, you know, the sound effects and the, the jump cuts and the flash cuts and everything and the photo thing and it's just it first of all it's very much a product of its time it took me right back to 2001 i remember that theme song well i watched it when it was on and were you into it did you love it yes i did i really did like it and mainly because i think my friends and i um justified the fact that we thought justified it by saying like oh we had you know we thought hillary duff was like you know smoking, smoking. just yeah just we were we juice. were we had such a crush on her when we were that age and so we were like all right like that's yeah hillary duff's hot so it's cool you know and but she's then, been working out yeah right but then as you watch it it's funny i was watching a few episodes last night with zoe and we were both like gordo is definitely the the voice of reason and the coolest one like everything he says in that show i agree with now like how you look at a picture is not as important as who you are as a person and all that stuff i thought that i was just like and i always liked him as a kid too but i was never able to articulate it so then i was like okay now i now i get it but i definitely liked it as a kid i don't remember watching it with my sisters i remember watching it a lot with my buddy tj shout out to tj Ficarillo, because we both had a crush on on hill dog and just being like, just, we loved Lizzie McGuire. We watched it, whatever, every week or whatever. And again, the weirdest thing about watching it this time is like, I just can't get over the fact that adults created it and like did that, it's all a of good, it. Well, it, yes, I agree with you, but it's it, it's more to the show's credit that it it does appear to be yes. created by people, not only of that age, but of that age at that time. I don't know how the fuck- right. like, if I, I was to write something now about kids in middle school, I would write Lizzie McGuire because that was my middle school. I would not be able to do a present day, any kind of rendition of what it's like now. I don't have any fucking idea what it's like. I have no idea. Right. I I don't know how they were able to get that in the moment. It's it's weirdly impressive. I I was just going to say that the whole thing of them being like, feeling like a show made by 12 year olds. I mean that as a compliment. I don't mean that yeah. as an insult. I, I yeah. don't mean like, geez, these adults are, I'm like, they're actually really fucking good at what they're doing. And that's, I think, part of why the show took off. It had that authenticity. And watching it now, I was like, oh my God. Because you're right. It's like kids today are texting and they're on 
social media. I would not know how to write that for 12 I have no idea. But that those, couldn't be but, farther from my experience. That is right, unbelievable. But, yeah. but these adults 20 years ago knew how to write kids that were IMing and, you know, all that stuff. And that's what we were doing. And I'm like, how the hell did they fucking, how did they do that? That's, that's a very good point. And they're around child actors. So the, the, those kids can't have been that much help because child actors have a weird life. It's they don't have a normal experience. They don't, but at the same time, that's a very good point, but I'm sure that they are, I mean, I don't know the what went into it, but I imagine that they might've been like, hey, what's going on? Like, so tell us about this I am thing. And that's the thing with kids when they're that age that, you know, kids are honest. No, you know, anywhere from ages like one to 18, kids are honest just by nature <laughs> of being who they are. And they're like, oh, I am, and here's what it is. It's like, you have a buddy list and all that stuff. Although I will say in the pilot, when- the thing accidentally gets sent out that would, would not happen that's it's so dumb that yeah. was very that, far-fetched that yes, like all, that, all of a sudden everybody gets highlighted i'm like no that doesn't nah, like we all we all know how email works like it's not quite yeah it's not quite, quite like that, that. Um, well it's interesting. kind of like an american pie when he's like jim addressed <laughs> the email wrong it's like that wouldn't fucking fucking stupid yeah, that would. But I agree. When, when we say like saving Silverman is for 13 year old boys, that is an insult. Uh, this yeah. being for people in middle school is is impressive. That the genuine nature of it is is very very interesting. Right. Um, I the, the something you said the pilot. So I don't know if you came across this, but actually the show is not aired in chron chronological order. Yeah, you which mentioned I had that. no I idea. I wanted you to talk about that because you because you made a point. This fucked me up. So I so first off, my first problem with Lizzie McGuire is that I I think I confused it with Hannah Montana because I'm watching the first episode and I'm like, <laughs> when does she turn into Lizzie McGuire? And, it, and she that's a, <laughs> it just when she, she just starts is. singing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is she? What is her alter ego? Where's Miley? <laughs> yeah, but okay. So Lizzie McGuire does not have an alter ego. She just has. You are able to see her inner monologue personified by this cartoon character yeah. uh which isn't the same thing as turning into like stefan or anything like that uh so i'm watching i turned it on and my my first thought was i'm gonna watch every fucking episode of liz mcguire and become an expert at this i i did not even come i watched like six i didn't didn't <laughs> didn't follow through on that more than me i watched uh, i watched two okay so the the first episode just jumps right in they have this plot where they're iming she says some shit about this other kid Kate. at school kate and it goes to the whole school and it, it sets off like a prank war uh because lizzie lizzie's friend lalane um miranda takes the takes the heat for it and it's this whole deal mm -hmm. uh i was like how am i supposed to know who any of these fucking people are it's a really and good point i was right about that because the actual first episode is the fourth episode it was for some reason, I can't figure out why, but the, the show was not aired in wow. its shooting order. So, so it was, actually aired with the the episode, the first episode on Disney Plus, like the yes. The, so if you watch it right now on Disney war, Plus, wow. it, it's in the air order, which that first episode is the I am one. The the real right. first episode is where they uh, go to camp, and it get, the, she like actually explains who these people are because you're like because her and Kate have a backstory that's like just hinted at right like world building and somehow you just accept it and it's like what the fuck so she, she like does a, a a monologue about who all these people are in her life 
and gives them like a wow. proper introduction. Right. And a lot of the episodes are completely aired out of order. Like I didn't get to it, even though I meant to, but the last episode, there's two seasons and they're like 36 episodes long, which is fucking nuts. But in the middle of the second season, they graduate middle school and go to high school. And then there's like 15 episodes after that where they're still in middle school. So like the actual chronological <laughs> last episode is not the last one. Yes. So that's bizarre. So that is really odd. But at the same time, and I don't really think this happens anymore, but it reminded me of like sitcoms that we grew up with in the 90s that were kind of meant for syndication and like mm -hmm. family matters comes to mind full yeah. house this is kind of in there where every episode is a self-contained deal right uh, even to some extent like seinfeld is kind of like that do they do they do more like season long or episode multiple episode mm -hmm. arches for stuff right but essentially you could watch all these episodes out of order and you wouldn't be that confused. You can just kind of pick it up, especially if you're a kid, you right. just kind of accept it. And that's what I remember about Lizzie McGuire as well is that it was kind of just always on. Mm -hmm. And that's like a completely different model of television than what we have now, where it's expected to have some kind of longer overarching plot yeah. where it isn't just on for you to, to see. Like I, I remember like specifically trying to tune in for like the first episode of like family matters uh, because you like, you just didn't, they never aired them really in any order. You just turn that shit on. It was on. Uh, so this is from that same vein and that feels so old school. And I, I love, I loved that nostalgia element of, of a show that, that just uh, here, here's every episode. Right. You never need backstory. It's just always on, you know, you, you just know, turn it what's interesting. What's interesting about that? I have two thoughts about that. One, that definitely sounds like an executive note of, well, if we start with a camp episode, people are going to think it's a camp show and it's not a camp You're, show. So yes. we got to change oh it up. My God, yeah. that's, that, so that's number one. Number two, though, is that part of what I think helped. I mean, first of all, watching it this time, I... I didn't, I didn't, I remembered the episode, but I didn't remember it being the first or the third or whatever the fuck. Um, but considering that I had watched Lizzie McGuire growing up, I had the context of who these characters were. So I wasn't, it sounds I like you were no just like, well, who the hell is anybody? But no. I think what Disney Channel specifically did was I remember, not only do I remember Lizzie McGuire, I remember the promos and they shoved that shit down our throats. So by the time Lizzie McGuire aired, we all knew who she was and who her friends were because that shit was in the commercials. That stuff was in the ads. It was in the ad campaign. So it was a pretty ingenious thing that they did was to use the ad campaign to introduce its audience to its yeah. characters and then just start them. Because you know what? I'm sure, and I didn't watch it, but I'm sure episode four with them at camp is a much better character introduction than the uh, the prank war one. Yeah, no, big time. Because there is none on the prank right. war one. There I mean, is it, it's a very weird first episode. And I now... It, it's different now like a lot of stuff obviously comes out at once you, they release the whole season or whatever there's not as much right. week to week television but there's still more of a sense of season uh whereas with this i, I feel like that that's completely lost it, two seasons even I, I talked to my sister she's like oh there's like six seasons like no there's there's two yeah and it felt just like more because episodes. they broke up the episodes in blocks but yeah there's only two that structure just like 
has faded now with how TV yeah. is. It's interesting to go back and watch something that's two extremely long seasons <clears throat> without a sense of really time passing in the show, basically at all, and right. have it not be any kind of arc that's carrying all these people through what they're going through other than they right. are in middle school but that's basically the situation i mean christ have you ever seen like the first or last episode of saved by the bell no right it's it's, so and you've probably watched a ton of saved by the bell it's like that oh, same yeah, model course. that i never really thought about this but that model of tv is like gone and it made me it feel is. like a kid just to watch tv like that again yeah this saved by the bell growing pains family matters yeah you mentioned a bunch of them and that's so true and i think part of the reason for that is number one things have just grown more serialized yeah. in recent years. And I think a lot of that has to do with the binge model that Netflix introduced, which yeah. I like. I, I, I mean, I, I think it's fun, but there is a big difference between a comedy like Friends and a comedy like, say, um, fuck, I, I guess Curb Your Enthusiasm. I mean, that they that that show does have, like, a season-long arc. It does. It does. There's something day. going on in every season of that show. Right. But Even I though think the, the of, scenarios are continuing. Yeah, but I think part of why that is, is it just, you know, since stuff is so algorithm-based now, people just, they want to give people a reason to come back. You know, like, yeah. you got to watch the next one. You know, it's like, it's funny because I think dramas maybe have always been maybe not all no because even er was like you know that would be like bottle episodes it was procedurals right like that that's what dramas used to mostly be was procedurals but yeah. now you have things like you know the undoing on hbo which is a limited series but it's like i gotta fucking find out what happens next same with big little eyes and you know yeah i, the, I haven't watched the queen's gambit but apparently that's one of those two in even like there is still network model tv like they're they're I I don't know why the fuck I watch I watched whatever the Christopher Maroney spinoff uh, of SVU is like Law and Order Organized Crime or something oh, the most I, recent I, one yeah yeah like there there's still a lot of that and even like Supernatural which I've watched a lot of and I think fucking slaps like there there's a lot <laughs> of self-contained episodes of Supernatural but they usually tie into the main plot even like when they're in a mid-season slump and it's real right. monster of the week shit usually like the last five minutes ties into whatever they're whatever the brothers are dealing with right um for you know 22 episodes of a, a cw series um i know i don't watch uh roswell like an idiot but our friend of the show Michael Vlamis. I, I imagine it's probably similar structure to that. Too. Well, what's interesting with 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 Roswell, it's definitely serialized for yeah. sure. Every episode opens with previously on Roswell to keep you updated and everything. Um, so that one's tough. I, I don't. I wouldn't consider that a lot of bottle episodes. Interesting. Based on what I've seen, what I would say is that it's a serialized show that works in elements of kind of you know a five act story where characters figure something out, but it all is kind of tying into the overarching, overarching, you know, story of the show. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that, that, to have him talk about that. Yeah. But I'd be very curious about that. There's none yeah. of that here with Lizzie McGuire. It's yeah. None like, of it. I mean, things, things wrap up nicely. I mean, same with friends, man. That's, and that's the TV yeah. we grew up watching. Like was, yep. was episodes where things just, things were wrapped up and then, but you, it's different. It's like, I feel like we've gone from like, hangout tv to um way more 
for lack of a better word, involving TV. Not that Friends and Seinfeld and all that, not that those weren't involving, but if you think about it, you can have Friends on in the background or Seinfeld on in the background and you can be cooking and still picking up what's happening. Yeah. But you yeah. can't do that with Breaking Bad. You can't do that with The Sopranos or um, The Americans or something, which Zoe and I are we're, we're watching The Americans for the first time. It's so good. I watched um, a season and a half of it and then Jackie like lost interest and I'm, I'm it's killing me. I, I love the first season. I've... <laughs> I mean, okay, obviously, look, I'm on the side with, of Russia usually in the anything cold war. <laughs> uh, someone, so it's right to my sensibilities. Yeah, I don't blame you. As someone with ADD who sometimes it's hard for me to sit down and watch like 45-minute episodes with a lot. I mean, it's a very, it can be a little convoluted. Sure, um, spy like, shit. You know it's Yeah, with convoluted. like the disguise and the and it's just like, there's a lot going on. The fucking, the, the costumes, the makeup, and the level of gore is just, It's amazing, but it. let me, t- another thing. The amount of acting that Matthew Reese and Carrie Russell do in terms of playing characters within characters, within, it, yes. that is astounding. Very satisfying. Yes. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. Lizzie McGuire. So I wrote down a few notes specifically about the episode. So I wrote, so here's what I wrote. I said, I know it's a kid's show, but the craziest part about it is the fact that the adults, cr- that adults created it, the sound effects, the music, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but again, that's a compliment because they really like, except for that buddy list, you know, sending out, which we all know wouldn't happen. They really did nail the authenticity. Um, one thing I liked about it was that I liked that her friends were honest with her when they were like, when Miranda says, you know, you can't handle conflict and Gordo says you're a coward. And what I liked about that is that they're still, they were still her friends at the yeah. end of the day, after yeah. saying that they weren't teasing her. They were being honest with her. They were saying, look, Lizzie, we know you, this isn't going to go. If you admit this to Kate, it isn't going to go over well, but that is, and that was my problem with that episode was like, it felt like the same beat was hit probably five or six times of Lizzie being like, ah, mm, uh, and stuttering it got to it got a little tiring we were like okay we like we know you're eventually going to admit it so like it felt like the writers were kind of running out of ideas and things for her to do it's not Hillary Duff's fault she's great but it was just a little bit like okay let's think of other things to do and it felt like the lizard subplot was a little thin oh yeah it just it was just kind of and then the whole twist of like oh it actually might be alive was just a little morbid there, um, there's there's moments in it in this show that is 22 minutes where it's like i want this to be over yes yeah and that that leads me to my next uh note which was this show is just weird the cheerleaders calling her a loser and the chant was just a even the chant was like rhythmically a little off it was like lizzie lizzie loser i don't i can't remember exactly but we're zoe and i were watching it like what the fuck but the one, the the one mostly positive, I I guess aside from the friends being honest with her, I thought her unicorn sweater aged pretty well. It was a pretty cool yeah. sweater. I yeah. don't think it's that embarrassing. Um, and I did like the subplot of the kid pretending to be sick and his mom putting him to work and then him actually getting sick. I thought that was clever. I yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, uh, my my sister's favorite episode is is one where and apparently this is like a the the episode of Lizzie McGuire where she goes to buy her first bra with oh i remember that one yeah um and that's fine but like my biggest issue with lizzie mcguire is that and honestly it's it's one of the reasons why you know many years ago i wanted to start doing this show 
Uh, I, I couldn't, I, no one's been able to articulate why, why they like it. Uh, even my sister, who's like a big fan of it, was not able to get past it's so good. And that level of discussion is something I really push back on in life, especially when you're looking back yeah. on things that are old. Uh, you need to tell me why this is good and yeah. you need to have some examples. First of all, we definitely should have had a woman guest on this show today to tell us because that I, well, I would I wanted to I would want to hear I agree with you. I'd want to yeah. hear what, what they what they love about it so much. And I we can always I, do part two. We can always do part two. And I fully recognize that two men talking about Lizzie McGuire and why they're not huge fans of it in 2021. But at, not... okay, at the time, this seemed more gendered to me than it does now. The situations, right. I mean, I, I just described an episode where she goes to get her first bra, but right. the it it doesn't seem like a girl's show, even though the main right. character is a girl. Right. I, I didn't find it to be gendered no. where I'm like, I don't want to, I like, I got nothing. That's exactly my point here. is that's why I watched yeah. it as a kid is like, yeah, we justified it with being like Hillary Duff is hot, but it's, but it was a, it was, it catered to us. Like, yeah, you know, it catered to boys and girls at that age, period. Like, you know, if you were in middle school, you watched Lizzie McGuire and you related to what was happening, period. Yeah. And you know, I mean, maybe not period, but for the most part, yes. Um, yeah, I'd like to hear someone's opinion why, because you're right, you hear that a lot of like, like older stuff, like when people just say, oh, it's just so good. If I can put that's myself in someone, what? That's not an argument. That, right, right, it's not. It, 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 it's, 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 a, it's a step removed from, I mean, it's, it's basically on the same level of, oh, remember this, remember that. It's like, this isn't a discussion. This is just but, you naming shit. Right, and that's precisely what I think we're trying to get into with the show, which is, yeah, okay, is it still good and why, you know? And so- I think it's easy for people to just immediately have a knee-jerk reaction of, oh yeah, of course it is. But it's like, but wait a minute, why is it still good? We, let's let's yeah. talk about why. Similar to what we talked about with Space Jam. And what I appreciated about that episode and that conversation with Aaron and Liz was how nuanced they were. Like they still both said, no, we still consider it good, but they were, they were open and they were like, no, look, there, it was a bit of a tough watch. There were some things that really didn't add up. And that is something I'm much more uh and for me personally that's something i'm much more receptive to hearing than someone who's you know just about something when they're just like oh no it's, it's awesome no it's awesome and it's like okay why yeah. and they can't really give a reason so i guess if i put myself in someone's shoes as to why they still like lizzie mcguire i i mean i feel like she was probably a great role model for a bunch of little girls and same yeah. with lilane and and i think gordo was actually a really good role model for us you know at that or age. any young jewish man <laughs> just a yeah young man like he know, has I, a bar mitzvah it's you know no he's jewish i know it's canon um right but I, but also i think it's there's the the three characters there they're wholesome and they're good and again i think that that's a good i i would say personally that you know good role models and so i imagine someone our age who grew up watching lisa mcguire maybe they watch it now and maybe maybe they don't get the same enjoyment but they probably are like you know what i can't wait to show my kids that um so for that i understand why someone's saying it was still good uh, for me, and I can speak for Zoe here too, we had a tough time getting through it. We were definitely like, this show is a little too wacky for us. And it's, you know, again, I give them credit for, for the creativity because at least it wasn't just completely by the numbers in terms of just like a straightforward. Because here's the thing, with the cutaways, yeah, that shows creativity and imagination, but it was a little bit overkill. 
uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I like it. I like that it's like full Evil Dead 2 where there's like a lot of weird camera movements and like sounds and shit. What's that sound? The scream sound effect again? The which one? The, the, The scream sound effect. It's in a Goofy movie as well. Oh, the uh, the Wilhelm scream. Wilhelm scream. That's it. Yeah, that was there. That's been. I heard that in like both episodes. <laughs> yeah, th- th- that stuff. I don't have a problem with. I I like how it's kind of the exact opposite style of Pete and Pete, which yeah. Pete, and Pete is way weirder, way more whimsical, but it's really slow. Yeah, and Pete and Pete is Pete and Pete is like if Richard Linklater directed a kids show. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But still it, but it they is. were still like be whimsical and weird, Rich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't have a problem with with the, the structure of the show. But I the thing that I'm always struck by when we do something like this is that children's TV is is just a little hard to watch. Yes. It's it's difficult to watch stuff that's aimed at children. Right. And it, it, it can just be hard to get anything out of it now. And that's kind of yeah. how I felt with Lizzie McGuire. Same thing. I was like, okay, I'd let my kid watch this. I get it. I get why people liked it. For sure. Uh, But even I came in with like, I'm going to watch like 30 of these episodes. It got through about six and a half before I was like, I'm set here. Right. I want to know what the adults who made it think. I want to know what the executives think. I think they all probably thought it's going to make us money and it's going to be great uh, programming for Disney Channel. But it's like, would you watch it? That's that's the question I leave them with. And you know what? I don't think there's anything. I think if the answer is no, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think, I think that sometimes I look, I think people forget sometimes this is a business and you have to make products for this business. And it's nice to be able to like, you know, like imagine working at HBO. It's like, yeah, that, that, that programming is spectacular, but you know, sometimes you got to put stuff on that you're, I mean, look, I love HBO, but like there's a new show coming out called, I think it's might've already been out. It's called the nevers or whatever. I have, zero it looks like the complete opposite of my cup of tea every every time hbo has the wire they also have fucking john from cincinnati like not everything (laughs) is gold on on hbo like great point the good stuff just overshadows the it's a great point lackluster yeah or luck Um, uh in case you you like being in the uh, glue business yeah, but, the glue uh, business with Michael Mann and Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have a problem with the show. I don't think it's still good. I would challenge anyone who liked it and claims that they still like it to watch it again. I would too. Be- because I just, I, I, it's an interesting time capsule, but I think after about an episode or two, you're going to be like, I'm set. Yes. I, there's I just agree. not enough there when, when, you're, when you're older. Not a bad I, show, but, but d- definitely by the rules of, as i've tried to keep them nothing there for me currently not in the rotation um not still good it's not in the rotation i agree with you definitely not still good um and you said it you you said it perfectly that's i agree with every word you said so if anybody listening feels differently and wants to come on to talk to us about it uh preferably a, a woman that that'd be great <laughs> to lady. hear no, I mean, I, I'd love to hear a female perspective on on why they think the show is still good because I think that is that is something that is lacking in this episode. Doesn't mean that I, I think this was a great episode. I had a lot of fun, um, but I think that'd be an interesting perspective to bring on. Um, thanks everybody for listening. Please leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes. Um, you can even write a little something if you'd like. Uh, you can write that I suck and that Bear's awesome and that you love his beard. Or you can write that you miss his beard as long as you give us five stars. And please remember to subscribe. 
Uh, find us on YouTube. Uh, is it still good? Find us on Instagram at still good show. And finally stillgoodshow.com where you can send us a message. Uh, still good show at gmail.com. Um, next week. What are we doing bear? <laughs> Stumped you, didn't down. I? We yeah. are doing, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, well, I know. I didn't know if you did. Next week, we are doing Memento, the 20 year oh, anniversary nice. of Christopher Nolan's big breakout feature. Um, we will discuss Memento. Have you seen Tenet yet? No, I, 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 I missed it and uh, I, I'm waiting for it to come back. I'm sure, I, I don't know this for sure, but it, it'll come back into theaters. Yeah, it probably will. Um, I'd be curious. I fucking hated that movie. So maybe we'll discuss that too if you see it in time. <laughs> I just brought it up because I was like, that'd be an interesting little like bookend to discuss those two. Um, anyways, guys, thanks a lot for listening. We'll catch you on the next one and um, enjoy Lizzie McGuire if you have Disney+. Plus. We'll see you next time. For Bear Kennedy, I'm Andrew Carter. 